0: good day and welcome to fab's podcast i'm your host as always freddie boswell we've been interviewing interesting people and i think you're going to be thrilled when you meet ricky stewart from birmingham hey ricky how are you
1: great.
0: Thanks for having me on your, on your podcast. Oh, it's great to have it's you. An, it's, a, it's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor for me, Ricky. And uh, full disclosure to the audience, Ricky is married to my wife's first cousin. And that's how we met each other and known each other over many years. And um, Ricky has, like I say, one of the most interesting backgrounds of someone I've, I've met because he's involved as an extra in film and television. And very, very active in the field, and I think uh, I think our audience is going to love hearing from you, Ricky, and hearing about all that you've been involved in. Tell me, tell me some about your about your work background. How did you um, did any of that prepare you for what you're what you're doing in film and TV?
1: No, not really, not in the least. Because I was an accountant, uh, retired in 2018. I've been an accountant for 39 years, so. Uh, it's like, to, to me, I think about this as like the Monty Python sketch. And now for something completely different. Which is, <laughs> so, I love that. Very, very different. Yes. Okay. So, and I think in my, my dream job is uh, was to be an accountant on a movie set. So yeah, I didn't set my ambitions too high. You know? <laughs> like that something. You know, I guess that could have
0: happened. Hey, that, so. one, that one might still be out there. You never know. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Um, so... In terms of getting started, Ricky, did did someone approach you and say, "Hey, Ricky, you doing anything today? We need we need somebody on the set," or did you hear about this and you inquired, or you you saw an ad and you applied, or how did that work out for you? Yeah, I was uh, just surfing the web and I came across an article
1: that had to make some extra money on the side, and one of the items listed was extra. Okay. And there was there were some links there, and I subscribed to your newsletter and it came out about once a week and it listed extras job across the, the country wow. and uh, cause it was probably a, a year several several months uh something popped up in Birmingham and uh, of cause I got my you know piqued my interest okay. and so and it turned you know it was a a two day job both Thursday and Friday it was filmed at uh, Regions Field in Birmingham beautiful stadium yeah right and it's a TV show it's called Brockmire it's uh-huh. not on anymore but it's starring Hank Azaria uh
0: huh right
1: it, yeah and uh, he's uh, played a play by play announcer for a minor league baseball team. So uh, we were the uh, away audience, away uh, fans.
0: Right. Okay. okay. So okay.
1: Uh, I applied for both Thursday and Friday, and uh, I talked to my wife, Karen, and my daughter, Shannon, into also applying. <laughs> and uh, I was selected for both days. Karen was selected to work uh, Friday. My daughter was. At selected to work Thursday so it's okay. kind of fun
0: that is very fun
1: yeah I was there either with my daughter or uh, my wife every day so you know it's uh it was just it was a lot of fun so yeah. you know, I, I got selected to be in a reaction shot with another extra which made the uh, the show which is that was fun too was that, like,
0: that's very neat that's very yeah. neat um, yeah. and that was so that was not long after you'd uh, retired from your accounting job right that's right. I started rec- in uh, January, and that
1: was uh, November first of November when I actually did this, this Brockmire job.
0: Okay. So. Well, um, you <laughs> just talking with you, Ricky, and our family get-togethers and so on. It sounds like you've been in a lot of productions since that beginning. That's so that's November of 2018 until now. Can you? I don't know if we have time, but <laughs> for a full list, but give us a quick list. Get Give us a rundown of several of those okay
1: um, of course i you know being an, an accounting nerd i've got a spreadsheet to keep track of everything because uh, so i've got uh i've done worked on 28 movies and 17 tv shows so total wow. 45 productions and uh for 107 days so, so it's been a lot of fun but some of the movies uh come into america the uh, sequel to the original it was came out over 30 years ago uh Richard Jewell, which is a movie about the nineteen ninety six Olympic bombing, yeah. directed by Clint Eastwood.
0: Yeah, I saw that, uh, one. that was that was yeah. amazing. I saw you and Karen in that. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah,
1: uh, Red Notice was a big budget uh, action adventure movie on Netflix. It starred The Rock and Ryan Reynolds to the the hottest uh, stars right now uh, around. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, a successful movie franchise uh, called The Conjuring and this was The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It I was on the jury in that uh, movie uh, TV shows uh, I get really proud of, of what I've worked on those and they're, all three of these shows are Netflix shows they're uh, critically acclaimed Emmy winning shows uh, Stranger Things uh, Ozark and uh, Cobra Kai okay all very good
0: shows yeah and, some uh, big names there Ricky big names
1: yeah and then T V uh, the resident on Fox, which that's still going on. And I'm still applying for jobs for the resident. Okay. Time.
0: Okay. All right. And that's filmed that's in you, that's filmed yeah. in Atlanta, right? That's right. Is most most of your work done with filming in Atlanta? You mentioned Birmingham at the beginning, but is it is um, where where is most of your work located? For these, for 30, these yeah, thirty three of my forty five jobs have been in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. The other 12 have been in Alabama, uh, two in Mobile, uh, one in Fairhope, okay. Tuscaloosa, and Anderson, and then there was the remainder in the Birmingham area.
0: Okay. You, you've you been burning up the highway to Atlanta for a bit, it sounds like. Certainly. So,
1: Particularly with COVID going on, too. You end up having to go an extra day to do a COVID test.
0: Right. Yeah. That sure. adds
1: to the number of trips,
0: but sure. still, still worth it to me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, well, while we're on that, if you don't mind, so when you you got this rundown, you're going to Atlanta or you're going to Fairhope or Anniston or somewhere. Some of those may be a day, day trip from your house, but like we talking about the overnight with COVID. It sounds like you need some accommodation. How does that work out?
1: Yeah. I just, uh, you know, go on Priceline and, uh, get a hotel close to where okay. I'm, i thinking the, uh, the set's going to be. Okay. And, uh, just, Karen and I have done it together. I've done it most of the time by myself. and
0: Jobs at work without okay. her. All right. It's a it's a big sounds Definitely. like a big commitment on your part, especially when you're listing forty five so far. That's the Ricky. I'm gonna tell you. I've never known anyone who's done forty five shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. And I might need a sanity check. No, that's that is amazing. That is really great. So that leads into me asking you. Tell me about. The connections you have that open the door to these engagements. So, what's what's you're you're getting known by an agent, a casting agent, or whatever? How does that work?
1: Yeah, you you develop uh, relationships. Uh, There's uh, the casting company that does most of the uh, extras uh, hiring in Alabama uh, has used me. And on every production they've done, that I qualified for since December of 2018, and he, uh, this this gentleman knows me, knows Karen, so we've developed that connection, and that's you know we've gotten, you know, so we've gotten jobs out of that, and it's pretty cool that he knows us.
0: Okay, that is cool. And, uh, he knows you, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, in
1: the Atlantic, but it's uh, you know not so much there because I you know I don't you know work there continuously. A lot of people work there, you know, almost full time. And the casting companies, rather than them responding to a, an ad on Facebook, they'll you'll just call them and say, "Can you do be here on this day and do this?" So. Okay. But yeah, it's so definitely develop relationships with the casting directors, casting people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that that's that sounds like the big connection for someone wanting to get into this. It's basically going online, like you did, like you mentioned, and. Filling out an application, and then you have contact, and then the connections are made. And it sounds like for you, who've done 45, as we keep talking about, which is a huge number, um, you just keep getting known, or you, you can add, I'm assuming, like in Atlanta, you're saying it's a little different than the Alabama-based person. For oh, uh, me, it is. So For you. Yeah, yeah for you. Right. and um, But you're able to list all these things you've worked on, which is great. Um and you've you've been in several of these with your wife Karen. Uh I'm interested. Have have you and Karen you pretty much share similar experiences and conclusions or uh as you compare notes with each other, uh do you each enjoy different parts of the experience? How does that go?
1: Yeah, well it's uh we both enjoy it. Of course, you know, being on the set and being uh selected to work is exciting and uh but uh I I kind of enjoyed the. of course there's a lot. Of, there are negative aspects to it, you know. Long days, long hours, sitting. At, sometimes you can sit and holding all day and not even be used. Fortunately, that hasn't happened to me very many times. Mm-hmm. But for me, the the good outweighs the bad. But I think for Karen, it's kind of the other way around. Okay. She, you know, she, the, <laughs> she the waiting around and that kind of thing's not for her, which is true for for most people. I think I've talked to people that. I say, well, my spouse does this, and they'll say, oh, my wife or my, there's no way they would do this. You know, they,
0: they hate this. <laughs> so, it's just it's kind of depends on how bad you want to do it, really. Sure. So. Okay. I hear you. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So, Karen, can you just give me a peek? Uh, I have no idea. What's what's Karen's number like? She's probably She's
1: probably done maybe about a fourth of the number
0: I have. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, she's had less jobs really because you know she hasn't been selected as much as I have. Not right. as much as she hadn't applied for as many because she's
1: applied for really everything that we both could, you know, qualified for and particularly to work together on.
0: Right.
1: Okay. Uh, so you know, we, I'm feeling like maybe it's because there's more competition in the in the age group females in her age group sure. than there are men in my age group. So I end up getting, getting
0: picked for more jobs. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I appreciate the little comparison there, and uh, that's that's helpful to hear. Um, you're listening to Fab's podcast, and our guest today is Ricky Stewart from Birmingham, who's got quite the resume developing on being an extra in film and television, and I'm finding all this to be quite fascinating. Ricky, tell me about what's your typical day like, you know, when you arrive, what kind of prep work, the director talks to you, you're... You have off time or waiting time. You're you're waiting all day, and you just mentioned you may not even get selected uh, that day. Um, how many number of shoots of scenes and so on and so on. Let's let's talk about what a typical day looks like for you.
1: Well, the, the, that before uh, the job, you get a, an email from the casting company, even if the address for the parking lot that you go to and the wardrobe that you're supposed to bring, unless you're having a, have a fitting that you go to and you use their clothes. Okay. Typically, in my cases, I bring my own clothes, and you—they'll know, give you the call time, the time you re- your report. And uh, for me, it can it's buried anywhere from five a.m. to five p.m. Uh, with the with the p.m. being overnight shoots. I've done some of those. Wow. And uh, <laughs> um, okay, and so what you know once you park in the, the holding parking lot, usually with your shuttle to the set, you know because there's not enough room for all the crew and the extras to park at the set location a lot of times, especially if they're downtown, right? Uh, and then, uh, you go in to register. Sometimes you, you fill out paperwork for payroll. Uh, lately though, mo- most of the casting companies are going to electronic, which is much nicer. You just walk up and, uh, give your name and you they check you off their uh, laptop. So at that point, thus they sit, you know, go sit down until we, you know, we call you. And, uh, they, they say, well, okay, now everybody just go to wardrobe, line up in the wardrobe and, and go through. And, uh, if you've had a fitting there, They'll, they already have your clothes laid out. And you just give them your name. and They say, here's your clothes. You can go change, which is nice. If you bring your own clothes, then they're going to look through it. And the, what they, you bring what you call options. Okay. They will just say, I want three options. We've got basically three outfits that they can choose from. And they, you know, sometimes, a lot of times in my cases, they, you know, what I wore was fine. You know, like what you wear, I guess, what you think your best option is. And then you bring like two others that, you, that, that get you to change into. And so,
0: okay.
1: and sometimes they made they made like you know your shirt, but not your pants and you know so forth. And they may give you a, a shirt out of their uh, what they have there in their uh, wardrobe. Sure. It's not very much. You know, it says it's very very limited. So it's really crucial that you bring clothes that that work for what they need. The, you know. uh, but uh, once uh, you've done that, uh, then they say, well, "Okay, go to hair." Hair and
0: makeup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, typically, for me, I've got, I think I've gotten two free haircuts, which is
0: okay. kind of cool. Nice, uh, and,
1: uh, nice. Two times, maybe just a comb and uh, uh, hairspray. But yeah. Typically, they'll say you're okay. Go on. Same thing for makeup. For these, like you know, men typically you won't know, we'll need it. Men, women, of course, will. When something we need more makeup, uh, we'll help them with, and width uh, than men will.
0: Yeah. So, sure. Okay.
1: And then and once you get uh, approved all the way through that, they'll say, okay, you're a hundred percent. And they will say, can everybody that's a hundred percent raise your hand. And then from there they'll start, particularly if the their production's in a hurry to get the extras on the set, they'll pick it out, okay, you, 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 and they'll go around and pick people from various tables if, it's a, if the group that they need is small. Because a lot of times they won't pick a row first. So, okay, I want all my policemen, you know, line up here or that kind of thing. And uh, or in, in some cases it's based on what the clothes you're wearing. They don't want they're not going to pick three people with red shirts.
0: Right. They want
1: them side by side on the set. So
0: sure.
1: So it's like, well, don't get too offended if you don't get picked because maybe it's just what you're what you're the color of what you're wearing.
0: Fascinating. So I mean, those of us who those of us who watch these shows and I mean every show every show has extras. And those of us who watch these shows, Ricky, I think it's safe to say we never think about these things. (laughs) No, certainly not. Might not not want to think about it. Yeah, right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I found found that people don't, I mean, people don't look at extras. I I never look at extras when I'm watching something. If I start looking at extras, I lose the plot.
0: Right, sure. I
1: I can do one or the other. I can not really do both.
0: Sure. Okay. So they was uh, back to the typical day. Are they feeding you during this time, or are you on your own for food? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the
1: perks. So you get you get free food. You get snacks at crafty, and uh, typically the extras have a kind of a subset of the snacks that the crew gets. The crew gets
0: much more, you know, nicer right array of <laughs>
1: variety of things and soft drinks. And that. the crew gets water. Yes, I mean the extras get water. Okay, uh, but then you get a, a meal. A lot the of times I'll say. Lunch, a lot of times lunch is like 5 6 p.m. Yeah, it's kind of odd, but it's, uh, you know, you get some other times it's you know, food's good quality, they use a caterer, or local caterer, and so yeah, it's nice, particularly for the young folks that uh, you know, kind of doing this and going to college or whatever. They're you know, they're getting you know, paid decently, probably something like $11 an hour plus overtime plus okay. free meals. So
0: yeah, yeah, not too, not too bad for them. No, that's not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. Okay. Yeah and your a typical day you're probably tired both from not just the work but from uh from waiting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've actually our Christian Drama Company in Dallas did a movie that I was involved in and and um most of my most of my role in that movie or most of the most of my involvement in that movie with my role was a lot of time spent waiting. Wait, yep. Waiting so, to get called, and that's how. Yeah, right? and
1: that's true for all The, the nature stars. Yep. you can hear them saying, complaining about. Well, they sit in their trailers for hours before they get called.
0: So. Sure, sure. Um, one specific question on the typical day that I'd like to hear on on number of shoots. So, so you went, you were in, you mentioned Richard Jewell. and That's one that I saw. So let's pick that one. I've seen some others you've been in, but let's just Richard's on my my mind right now. Um. The the scene I remember you and Karen were part of the audience going in to sit down uh, outside. I guess that was Olympic Park or Centennial Park, whatever. No, they called yeah, it. Where the, yeah, where the bombing happened. Yeah um, yes. how many how many times did you shoot that scene? Would you think? Well, we, we worked eight overnights, so holy <laughs> moly! <bum. laughs>
1: basically, basically every night we did some part. We were, you know, just standing up in. The, on the grass, and there was a, a stage set up, and there was a a band. You know, you know, most of the time it was Kenny Rogers, uh-huh. a, you know, a Kenny Rogers impersonator. Right. and We did. Uh, you want to know how to hold them? How to fold them to the get right. the gambler song?
0: Yep, so yep, we just I'm, did that, that
1: constantly, just a few seconds of it. And sometimes they would say, "But well, you can really clap on this one." Other times you have to pantomime clapping. You know, if you you pantomime, if the actors are actually have dialogue going on. Them. Uh, yeah. But okay. we, uh Yeah. There were six hundred of us. So, uh, you know, wow. we just, they say just go out and occupy the space. You know, you don't get told exactly where to, so you kind of right. get to pick where you, you want to you be. So, in one case, you know, we were, where we got uh, picked, you know, we were a close up was, you know, we had to go work our way down to the very front.
0: Sure. And that's, that's part of the synergy of the filming, I guess, is everybody just kind of go find a seat like you normally would in a concert like this, or if you don't have, you know, no assigned seats or whatever. Yeah right yeah there you go eight overnights that was a big commitment ricky
1: yeah it was we uh it worked out great though. we had a lot of fun with it because we we have a travel trailer and we pulled it over to woodstock georgia to to uh stay park there and uh we we bought the cats and we worked at night and slept during the day so i mean really ended up having making a vacation type of thing out of it so
0: yeah it sounds like it that's probably where the the, the the
1: experiences I've had. That's probably been the the best in terms of
0: the whole the whole uh, experience. Okay, Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. That's good yeah. to hear. And it was uh, it was quite a well done movie too. Um, well, while we're while we're on that, so talking about the time investment for a few scenes of shooting and and I know audience people listening who are wanting to get into this, and some will be very curious. Talk about the rate of pay. You were talking about $11 an hour plus meals and some perks and so on earlier for college kids, and it was good. Are you, just to clarify for the audience, you're talking about $11 $11 or whatever the rate of pay is, and it probably varies by show, I would imagine, maybe. Um, Right now, it seems like $11 is the average. Average, okay. is. Is that from the time you check in? Until you're finished that day, that's not just the time you're on the set. Or how does that work? Yes, that's that's the entire
1: that's the time that you're there from you check in to check out.
0: Okay, all right.
1: It's okay. a full time, and of course you get paid time and a half for overtime. And it's very typical to get overtime.
0: Okay, all right.
1: You know, so sometimes you can end up, you know, your average pay rate can be pretty decent. You can be, you know, fifteen dollars an hour or more you know, if you're working, you know, a good bit of overtime.
0: Sure, and you could be. And there. You're told to expect overtime. To expect to work overtime. And In my cases, I think
1: my hours is. Days have I been mean, anywhere from you know, ten to fourteen hours long. Wow! Sometimes you know longer than that.
0: Wow! Yeah. <laughs> and you probably yeah. probably treated as an independent contractor, maybe. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You get you get a paycheck for every day you work. So if just a, a big job, you get a lot of paychecks. So. Interesting. But that's where having a spreadsheet is convenient because I can kind of check off. Say, well, they paid me for this day, didn't this day? You know, kind of make sure you it's not uncommon for him to miss a day and you have to call the payroll company
0: or something okay all right not uncommon to miss a day okay right. reggie that's something to right. keep up with <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds like that sounds like a uh, that sounds like a good job for an accountant who can uh, who can spot that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait a minute again. Well, everybody, everybody keeps up with it whether they're accountants or not so like, i can hear people talking on the
1: on the set about uh, but did you get paid for this job like three months ago, or whatever? And they say, "Well, yeah, I did," or "I, you know, I didn't," or, you know, whatever. So it's not everybody. Has, everybody keeps up with it; they're smart. So.
0: Ricky, what can you what can you say about uh, rules and protocols and procedures for extras? Okay, they hire Ricky to be this guy in the bar in this show, and they say to you, "What?" Yeah, you know, they, they tell you that
1: you, you know, what they. Where they want you to go, where they want you to stand, and what action they want you to take when you're called into a, to, to the set. Okay. And you can stand and stand and stand and talk to people, and you can do what's called a cross, where you walk from one spot to another. And let's say you walk here, and when this person starts to walk, and you walk this way, and that kind of thing.
0: Okay. So,
1: you know, you get you get direction there from. It's not normally a PA or a production assistant or an AD a, a, a director's an assistant director who kind of places the extras I call wrangle the extras sometimes
0: wrangle the extras that sounds good
1: yeah but like you got was Richard Jewell. we had 600
0: people We right. only really had one PA who basically choreographed the whole thing which is uh, a big job and it takes you know, somebody good to be able to do that make yeah. it work yeah for yeah. sure all right let's say you're in a scene with um, The Rock or Brian Reynolds or somebody and uh, oh the guy's wrangling you back and you're passing Ryan, uh, they're probably telling you, don't say hi to Ryan, or what?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. You're told <laughs> not to talk to the actors, and you know, unless they talk to you first. Okay. It's kind of an interesting story uh, in that regard. Uh, we were on the resident, we were on a banquet scene, and uh, just before the scene uh, started, uh, one of the actresses started talking to Karen, because they were close by. We were close to where the actors were going to start or starting spot. Right. And they talked right up to the action. It seemed to me like, well, I almost had to wait for them to finish talking before they could say
0: action.
1: <laughs> so, so then after the scene was over, we got back to holding. The PA said, oh, well, I'll make an announcement. Do not talk to the actors. <laughs> like, I give Karen a hard time, but it wasn't her fault. You know, so the actors, the actors talked to her first, and she just responded, you know, being nice. So.
0: Yeah. Well, Karen or, you know, that's, that's kind of an example. Yeah, well, Karen's yeah. Karen's a very pretty lady with a pretty smile. I can see they Looks very friendly to talk to. I can see that. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Yeah. That is that is interesting though. Um, okay, I got an announcement here. Uh, no more talking to actors. Okay, let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ricky, you've, you've that,
1: worked. that does vary though. I mean, some some sets are you know very serious and uh, you know studious as far as how they do things. Others can be are very can be very relaxed, and the, depending on what the, you know the director kind of how they see things. How they you know, a lot of times it's like you know. The actors will talk to people freely and joke and laugh, and, you know, that kind of happened when we were uh, on the movie with Kelsey Grammar here earlier this year.
0: Okay. You're listening to Fab's Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Boswell, talking with Ricky Stewart, who has been an extra in 45 productions, either movies or television shows, which is a phenomenal number. I'm fascinated by what he has to share and how he's throwing himself into this work. It's very, very interesting. Rick, you mentioned when we started the podcast that you'd work with some famous people. Um, what can you tell us about some of those, some insights the audience might enjoy? What have you got for us on that, that score?
1: Well, I guess uh, Clint Eastwood's you know, kind of at the top of the list in terms of director, and uh, he was, you know, he, he walked around and, you know amongst the extras and during the scenes, and he had a little iPad with him where he'd watch the the scene after it was filmed, just if he wanted to do another take, uh-huh. but he was very enjoying himself. I mean, he was smiling and, you know, obviously having a good time.
0: Okay.
1: Which is great. And, uh, but, uh Ron Howard was a director for Hillbilly Elegy.
0: Okay. You're talking, you're talking about Opie.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was filmed in Macon. And, uh, but he was, he was very intense, and very serious. Uh, just, you know, that, that kind of varies. Uh, Tyler Perry was, uh, a uh, was the director for a movie? One of his movies that I was on is uh, I was on a jury on that one.
0: He works very fast. Everybody's kind of fascinated with his process, right? Yeah, and I
1: see. Yeah. yeah, he filmed that movie in that entire movie in a week.
0: Wow. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, and some you know some people you can say if you look at the movie you might kind of see there's a uh, there's there's a quality a hit you take there and doing something that fast. And something that interesting that happened uh, in that movie is there's a scene in a, in a restaurant where there's an extra that you can just very close to the actors, and he can be seen eating uh, with an empty fork and drinking out of an empty glass. So
0: <laughs> it's pretty obvious. So. I like it. I did see you in that Tyler Perry movie, by the way, in the in the jury. It was good work, Ricky. Um, that's that's great. I mean, Ricky, I don't. Uh, you're 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 doing this Eastwood and uh, Ron Howard and Tyler Perry anybody else come to mind you want to mention
1: well uh, Steve Carell was in one movie he's he's a pretty big name and uh, several of the actors have been either won uh, Emmys or Oscars Uh, Bruce Willis I was standing in for a movie Bruce Willis was in in uh, Bessmer, Alabama okay Morgan Freeman yeah Morgan Freeman Eddie Murphy uh, Kathy Bates Glenn Close wow Brian Cranston, Bryan, Bryan Cranston uh, Jason Bateman, what uh,
0: Jason what, Grammer. What, uh, what movie or show with Brian Cranston? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, that was uh, Jerry and Marge Go Large.
0: Which, right. In fact,
1: just recently, just recently came out on uh, I think it's Paramount Plus.
0: Yeah, Beck and I saw uh, that, and that was an amazing show. Jerry and Marge yeah. Go Large, <laughs> and based yeah. on based yeah. on a true story. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, where was that film? Uh,
1: yeah, that was filmed in Atlanta.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, and that was, Yeah,
1: that, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bryan Cranston because being a big fan of Breaking Bad. And,
0: uh, okay. Uh, that's
1: that's a, probably, some, a lot of people say that's the best television shows ever made. So. Okay. There you go. Uh, that was fun.
0: But I mentioned classic you know, grammar, Helen Mirren, uh-huh. uh, yeah, Gene
1: Smart. She just recently won an Emmy for a show she's on, uh, HBO show. Beau Bridges, John Hamm. Right, uh, Hank Azaria mentioned uh, Casey Affleck, Julia Ormans, right. Chris Cooper, Sam Rockwell, Rain Wilson, who was on The Office.
0: Oh yes, right. Office, all, <laughs> all those were either Emmy or Oscar winners. Yeah,
1: and a few others like uh, they're well-known names. Uh, Arsenio Hall, uh, Wesley Snipes. They were on Coming to America. Okay. Uh, Lily Collins, she's got a show right now uh, called Emily in Paris that's going on uh, on Netflix. It's a successful show. Lucy Hale, which she was in a scene uh, with your your daughter Catherine, was in the movie she did, The Hating Game.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, sure.
1: She was in a scene one of the ones we did. Uh, Annette Benning, she's pretty well known.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: And uh, Michael McKean, who played Lenny on uh, Laverne and Shirley. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Olivia Wilde is. Uh, she's now directing movies, and she's got one just this, this out right now that I want really want to see called Don't Don't Worry, Darling. Right. It's like to be a good movie.
0: Right. Uh,
1: Anne Heich, who's obviously just had a tragic tragic accident. And, uh, right. She was in the yeah. She was in one that uh, that was kind of interesting because I was there early and I had to had my uh, wardrobe ready and was ready to be called over to the set, taken over. And uh, some uh, lady just burst out of one of the trailers and was just cussing and just very, very unhappy. And it was like, you know, very, very shocking. I, I was kind of together. She was complaining to the director about what she was having to do or
0: whatever. At right. the time, I didn't know who it was. And so, But I was on my way to back
1: over to wardrobe to get my, my pants hemmed, pinned. And I walked right by her and I thought, wow, okay, I know who that is now. You know, I was just walk close to her. She didn't have any makeup on or anything at the time. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah she, was, yeah, she was very emotional. And when we got over to the set and started doing the filming, you know, then I, I saw her again. She wasn't in the scenes I was in, but she was right there waiting to work on a, a scene after we were, we were finished. And she had, you know, she looked good. She was happy, smiling, makeup on, everything. So. Well, kind of had up having a happy ending,
0: well, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought that was interesting, though, and kind of fits in with kind of the, some of the things that come out about her in terms of
0: her, you know, kind yeah. of how, how she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of a kind of a look behind the scenes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky, that's an impressive list, and I bet you could go on some more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: what, it really has been amazing to, really to 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 get that you know that kind of variety of really good quality yeah. actors to be in things
0: with. It's,
1: it, really, it's really really, been
0: exciting. It really is. That is amazing. What of all this that you've done? Again, keep going back to the number forty-five. What's been your favorite show to be in? You mentioned Richard Jewell. Is that uh, is that still the same? Uh, that was a that was a movie. But is it a movie and TV? Has that been your favorite? Yeah, yeah. That
1: that experience was. Was my favorite, uh, really my number one. Coming to America probably was uh, comes in a close second. Okay, there were three hundred extras there, and I was they put me in a really nice uh, uniform because uh, I was a like a dignitary from Sweden or something.
0: Oh yes, I did see you in that uh, picture. Yeah, I did, sure did. Yeah, yeah. And of course they had a very elaborate, expensive set, and uh, uh, the
1: uh, the ad who directed the extras there. It was you know almost like a military type of way he ran things, but he had to because he had so many extras arranged in such a short period of time. Right. The director is not really focused on extras; he's expecting the extras to be ready whenever he's ready to, to film. Right. So a lot, a lot of times the ads that are placing extras are you know are feel rushed. Sure. A lot of times extras don't get very much direction. So it's kind of typical; extras don't get very much direction, so you're left to your kind of your own discretion on some aspects of it, which is kind of cool. You have to, you know, be creative yourself. Yeah. I with Richard Jewell, you know, when, you know, Karen and I walked behind the, uh, the actors in that scene, uh, we were, you know, I, we, we held hands and the PA, or I think in this case, it's AD. He said, Holding hands. I like that. So you do that. Yeah. So you kind of, you know, throw your own things in and that kind of thing, which makes it, makes it cool.
0: Sure. And I remember you doing that. That was yeah. good. Um, so let's talk about what's been your least favorite role and and why. I mean, something didn't work out as planned. You were told it was going to be this and it wasn't. Uh, you were confused over what you thought you were supposed to do. Maybe you weren't prepped properly and so on. What what's if you don't mind telling me, what's been your least favorite role?
1: I guess the I wouldn't necessarily call it the least favorite. It was it was the most physically demanding. Okay. There was a movie that was shot in Montgomery called Son of the South. Okay. based it's also based on a true story. Karen and I both worked on that one, and uh, it was very hot. It was in the summer. And we were in a scene where uh, the uh, freedom riders get off of the bus in Montgomery, the bus station in Montgomery, and get beat up you know, by the uh, people opposing what they were doing. Right.
0: And so they had us running up and down the sidewalks, right around to the bus station for two days, in, in the heat, it was it was tough. Wow! So, wow! But yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it's
1: it's, uh, it's hard to say that's my least favorite though, because in that in that movie, I got to be a bartender. So. Okay. <laughs> so, so which that was one of the most fun experiences I've had.
0: Sure, so, sure, but the outside work was hard.
1: Yeah, that's tough. But you know that's, that happens. You know during the summer. You know, it can be cold, you know, when you're put, putting on a coat, but, you know, when they're not shooting and taking it back off when they're shooting. And, right. Yeah, it, it can be physically uh,
0: tough. It sounds like yeah, it. For sure. And let me, let me pick up on something you just mentioned there, Ricky. So you were doing, I'll just call it the the bus rider action, and also bartender. So it sounds like they repurposed you as an extra for different parts of the movie. Would that be right? Yes absolutely okay. all right how common is that it's really not that common huh. it's not and
1: typically when you're you're selected for to work on a production you're given one role you know you're a dignitary or you're a a patron of a, a, of a restaurant or that kind of thing right. yeah you know, you're so once you play that one role you can play a different role at a different time different scenes you know at a later time a month later or whenever, you know mm-hmm. they need Something else, making you—they'll know, pick you again for that. And particularly on one job, it's not typical to have you have more than one role.
0: Okay, all right. Do you do you see some familiar faces of extras as you go from show to show? Are they a lot of folks in the same boat you are, where maybe connected to the same casting agent, or or um, are you building any relationships with extras like that? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. i made friends. I definitely made friends, and in, in every production I have worked on,
0: uh-huh.
1: there's been at least one person I had seen before that I knew. So it's just, there's kind of a, there's some sort of a circuit
0: of people that okay. just do this all the time. Yeah, well, makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. But no, in my case, most people I don't
1: recognize. I mean, it's, to me, that's uh, there's a lot of people doing this.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And you get your uh, you get to interact with them and and make friends. That sounds good.
1: Yeah, you, get, you know, you you're sometimes you're sitting and holding for five hours or so. You know, waiting to be used, and of uh, course you have plenty of time to talk. And of course, if you if you talk, the time passes faster. If you're having conversations, you getting to know people, so. yeah. And that's where a lot of people don't, you know, don't are bothered by that. You know, if they really like the interaction, you know, that sitting around talking for five hours is fun.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. I imagine there's a lot of book reading, napping, looking at oh, yeah, I've, looking I've at cell phones, that. and whatever. Yeah. Um, Ricky, let's let's talk on mechanics. Um, how long is it typically from when you shoot to release date of uh, maybe a film or a TV show? Maybe maybe there's really not a typical. Help help the listeners to understand the process.
1: It seems like in general with movies, it's around a year. Okay. Uh, It can be more if there's a lot of special effects, like. one that's uh, playing right now on Disney Plus called She-Hulk uh, okay. that I worked on, uh, that one is more like a year and a half. Wow. And the same thing, the one that's going to come out uh, in December that Karen and I both worked on called Shazam, okay. Theory of the Gods, that was not <laughs> been almost almost two years. Wow. It's because of the, they're just the, superhero movies and they're having to do a lot of special effects. It just takes longer. So Okay. For right. TV shows it can it's, it can be as short as three or four months. Okay, you know, I experienced I experienced that with Dynasty. You know, I worked on Dynasty. But, uh, you know, I worked on it in November, and by February March it, it aired. Okay, so, all
0: right.
1: Plus, with TV, you got a lot of episodes to, to film. Yeah, you got to work faster and you know keep moving.
0: Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And and mentioning these shows, Ricky, I assume that you try to watch all the shows you were filmed in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay.
1: that's that's part of the fun of it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, oh there we there they are. Right there we
0: are right there. So yeah. right. That was one
1: of the <laughs> fun things about Richard Jewell is we saw that in the theater and we were able to see ourselves on the big screen.
0: That was very cool. Oh, I love that. So, are you ever? Ha- yeah. Go ahead. That'll happen
1: again in December when uh, you know the Shazam movie comes out. That's going to also be a theatrical movie that we're going to go see, and I'm mean, we got a real high chance of
0: being seen in that one. The scene we're in is crucial to the movie. So. Okay. And I'm assuming the, your contact never says, hey, Ricky, I just uh, watched a preview of the movie and you want to be watching this. I mean, basically, when you're through on the set, they're through with you. Is that right? That doesn't sound, sound too harsh, does it? Yeah, no, no, it's not. Uh, that, yeah, that's, that's basically the way it, it works, yeah. Right, I'm just trying to help the audience yeah. set expectations. Yeah. And are you, are you ever surprised? Yeah, you know, something that doesn't make it to the release. In other words, you spent, Let's let's go back to this bartender. Role you mentioned in *Son of the South*, uh, you spent four hours taping the bartender scene, and you watch the show, and you know you're on there for ten seconds, or you're not on there at all. How typical? How typical is that? Being, uh, it, I mean, it's yeah, in
1: terms of you know how much you're used,
0: right? You mean, or, yeah, it's uh,
1: uh, in that case that uh, that seems. Probably may have lasted as long as thirty seconds, uh-huh. but of course they film every film everything from you know two different perspectives or, or, or possibly more than that, you know, depending on you know that change camera setups. Sure. Yep. And so they'd appear off and on, you know, actors would talk, and from one direction and they would show the other direction. And I'd be the bartender back there doing you know, various things. Sure. Because yeah. one thing was that interesting about that kind of a side note, as far as the extras not getting much uh, direction. Is I knew the night before I was going to be a bartender, and I was thinking like, you know, what am I You know, what do I do when I'm not serving drinks? And so I just googled what do bartenders do when they're not serving drinks. <laughs> it was it was they wipe, they wipe the bar down,
0: right? So, okay.
1: <laughs> so for the job, I thought make sure I had the had the rag to wipe the bar down, which is what I did between you know handing out drinks.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, if yeah. you. So have you ever been surprised at something that didn't make it to the release? You know, you just said Shazam's coming out. You and Karen have a really good chance of being in. Has there been been some, out of these 45, something you thought, yeah, they spent a lot of time on that. And then you watch the show, you turn it on TV or whatever, and there's nothing there. Did that really surprise you? Or were you thinking, yeah, it was kind of dicey anyway? <laughs>
1: It really hasn't happened
0: very often. Okay. I really can't. I can't. I can't think of a, a situation where it has. Good. Okay. That's good. In to my know. case, i generally know what I'm going to be show up, you know, in the in film or not. Okay. Based on you know where the cameras are, where I was, what they have do. Okay, that's good to know. So it's almost kind of somewhat predictable. All right. Sounds great. Well, let's let's think of our audience here and go back to um, to trying to help folks. I know that. Uh, you're gonna pique the interest of several and I'm assuming the search engines are gonna get busy after listening to you today Ricky. Um, how how would you say to a listener who wants to break into the business and I know we started you started the conversation with this in one way but now we've heard your story uh, let's just refresh that again how does a listener break into the business that, that, uh, that you're involved in as an extra? Well the, you
1: know, the jobs are posted on Facebook you know, they'll, they'll list, uh, you know, what, what the role is and what their, you, you, you know, what, they, what the dates are. And you send your information and in. you, know, you know, age, sex, all your clothing sizes, okay. your location, phone number, all that kind of thing. And a picture, at least one picture. Okay. And then you either get selected or not.
0: Okay. And you mentioned Facebook. Uh, Tell us which particular sites that you might be, be uh, paying attention to.
1: Well, what you do is uh, you identify casting companies uh, in the area that you're interested in, okay. and you like them on Facebook.
0: I got you. Okay. And so you,
1: you see that you see they posting when they post jobs. But there is another way to uh, to get jobs, which is uh, there's a in Central Casting in Atlanta, which Central Casting is, gonna, I think, all over the world into various cities. Uh, they have you come in and register. You have to actually physically go to their office downtown Atlanta, fill out uh, several pages of paperwork, and uh, show them your passport, driver's license, and then they take a picture of you at the end, and so they put you in, your data, in their database.
0: Okay.
1: So what they do when the jobs come along, they're kind of electronically looking at who fits the criteria, and they'll send out what's called an availability check. And you tell them you know whether or not you were able to do you know do this role in the on these dates, or, you know whether or not. Okay. in fact i got one this morning before you know we started working on your podcast okay interesting so got, yeah so that's uh and that's very convenient because you're not having to send them all this information send another picture all you're having to do is saying yes no right yeah and they you know they, they a lot of people uh the extras that i know only work for them they only that's all they do they only work for uh, other casting companies
0: okay yeah that sounds like that makes it life a lot more efficient for you you're not Constantly repeating the application process, yeah. That's right. right. That's, that's so I, I
1: would recommend that to anybody interested in you know working in Atlanta to definitely do that, rest it with
0: Central Casting. Okay, all right. Well, it sounds like you've got no shortage of work then. <laughs> that's great, uh, Ricky. No, I, I, not,
1: not a lot. It's, it's, the summer was kind of slow, but right now it's getting, you know, I'm getting two or three availability, availability checks a day. So it's okay. other things going on too with other casting companies.
0: So wow. Ricky. I've,
1: I've tended to be very selective in what I've, uh, you know, what I apply for. Good. When, when I first
0: started out, yeah, I would just apply for everything. because sure. just,
1: yeah, I couldn't get enough of it, but uh sure. yeah, with, with COVID coming in and you know, adding extra trips for COVID tests, uh, put, you know, become more selective. And so this summer, really there wasn't anything I was interested in, okay. but now I've got a couple of movies,
0: you know, that sound good to me that I wanna kinda of apply for, and hopefully get on. Okay.
1: So that's kind of my process with it. It's not like I don't want to do everything, you know, work as much as I possibly can. I'm really kinda of more focus on the things that kinda interesting and have actors that I know and like, that kind of thing.
0: Sure. Well Ricky, I can hear the excitement in your voice. I could tell this is a real passion of yours. And uh, it sounds like it's really put a put a jump in your step after retiring from your accounting job. And, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you got a lot of a lot of fresh wind in your sails, and you're still a young man. Sounds like you got a lot of got a lot of acting ahead of you. I think it's great. Um, I really, really appreciate you taking time uh, to be with me on my my podcast. I just, as we close off, just anything else that comes to mind you want to share with the audience? Uh, well, I was going to mention one thing. The
1: uh, sometimes with the jobs are posted with vehicle, and so you have actually. You're, you and your vehicle are booked. And so we a couple of times our truck appears in a couple of different productions or wearing it, which which is kind of funny.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Ricky, how can how can people follow you or connect with you? Best follow you on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or what's what's the best way to people to follow you after listening to you today? Uh, on Facebook. Okay. All right. Yeah, Sounds great. It. Ricky, this has been a, a treasure of information, and I think our listeners are going to say that's the first extra I've ever heard talk in detail about the process and has you know such a wide range of experience. And, and it sounds like, Ricky, it sounds like from what you said, you're really just getting started. It hadn't been that long ago that you got started, and, uh, and you and Karen have really got some good credits to your names and a lot of, uh, a lot of growing experience, and we're all proud of you and proud for you. So oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been very rewarding so, That's good yeah. Thanks so much for taking time You've been listening to FAB's podcast And special guest Ricky Stewart today Be sure and follow and like Ricky Stewart on Facebook And I know he'll appreciate hearing from you And any, any follow up from the podcast That'll do it for this edition We'll see you next time Thanks for joining in Bye now